1: It's hard to think that after all these years of Martin Luther King's, really the amazing footprint he had on our nation. I mean, when you think about MLK's dream of what that really was, and you see what's happening in today's politics and across our great nation, my fellow Americans, it should be disturbing to everybody. And, you know, the thing we really want to look at is, are people really catching on to the trickery of how they're using racism to push an ideology and a political agenda that is destructive, no matter how you look at it. We're starting to see little signs of that, but I'm wondering here, uh, you know, will it catch on like a wildfire? And Because if it does, then I would suggest to you, you'll see a reversal of a lot of our uh, fellow brothers and sisters and Black American who will now vote uh, the other side of that aisle. I think if they really catch on to what is happening and how the Marxist left is using this uh, to keep people back. You know, I call today a reversal of dreams because what I've seen happening in our great nation is really, it's a reversal of Martin Luther King's dreams because nothing that's happening today, my friends, could we be proud of? Could we really look at and say, when it comes to this racist talk that the left uses, you know, I mean, you can't look at that and say, we've accomplished a great deal. We felt like we were accomplishing things, but a lot of that started to change throughout the Barack Obama administration, sadly. It actually was a reversal of a lot of progress that we had made in our nation. And now we see what's happening with, you know, a lot of the racist agenda of the Biden administration. I don't say this to be a a political smart ass. I say it because it's fact. It's true. You know, uh, Martin Luther King, that uh, famous talk uh, back in 63 here. You know, and you hear it in, you, you know, you, you hear it in your mind. You don't even have to say it, but it just echoes in our minds. It's what, that's what I mean. It's, you talk about a legacy. It's one of those things that it's a, it's a remarkable legacy in the footprint of America. When you think about any of this talk about racism, you think about the dream, you think about what Martin Luther King said, the content of our character. Shouldn't we all be judged by the content of our character? and not whatever the skin color is. I mean, what a shallow viewpoint somebody would have to be judging people by some level of skin color. You know, the one thing I I often say is that God made us all different because that was the concept of this amazing, amazing place, this amazing planet, was that we all would be different. That was the diversity of America. In fact, you know, you talk about Martin Luther King's dream, that was the dream of America. It is the dream of America. The diversity of opinion, the diversity of thought, the diversity of people. That's the dream of our nation. It's what we're founded on. And yet it's exactly today what's being used against our nation. Let's talk today about a reversal of dreams and how this really has been engineered Uh, in many ways, almost reverse engineering Martin Luther King's dream to get back to the pitfalls of racism and the ugly deceit that is behind it all. Joining me on the voice of a nation here is our dear, dear friend, Dr. Carol Swain is here. Uh, Dr. Swain is an award-winning political scientist. She's an avid author of some of the greatest books on immigration, patriotism, equality, and one of her latest ones, Black Eye for America. It jumps into critical race, how critical race theory is burning down the house. She's a distinguished senior fellow for constitutional studies at the Texas Public Policy Foundation, i an education advisor for Dr. Ben Carson's American Cornerstone Institute, Dr. Carol Swain. Welcome to the Voice of a Nation. It's been a while.
2: Malcolm, it's a great pleasure to be back. Let me
1: just ask you straight out. I really want to have just a heartfelt talk and really have people hear the message today. With racist talk, uh, Dr. Swain being really the rage of the left, it seems, Why is the left trying to erase, and I think they are trying to erase, Dr. Martin Luther King's message of real equality and unity. Why are they attempting to do that?
2: Because his message is inconvenient for their agenda. They stand for the opposite of everything that he stood for. Dr. King's message was a message of nonviolence, justice, equality. He appealed to our better angels, and he pursued racial justice and reconciliation. And he was always careful to talk in terms of bringing people together across racial and ethnic lines. And so he was not dividing whites against blacks or blacks against whites. He talked about how our destinies are intertwined.
1: Now, part of that speech, I mean, the one of the biggest elements. You know, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Well, that is to, to phrase that out That That's just you can pull that right out of their speech. And how many times that's been said, if you had a dollar for every time that's been uh, commented on, you'd, you'd be wealthy living in the islands somewhere. But let me ask you, with that said here, Take a few minutes and let's explain to people. I, I really want to understand from everything you've seen and you've studied this thing. I mean, you've studied it like nobody's business, really. Let's talk about the difference between Martin Luther King's dream, that dream I just say right there that, it, I mean, that part of it is amazing. I mean, the content of our character, that's huge, but what's the difference between Martin Luther King's dream the Democrat Party's dream.
2: I would like to just point out to people that if they, you know, have 10, 20 minutes, depending on how fast you read, read his letter from a Birmingham jail and read the I Have a Dream speech. They're so powerful, especially for a moment when there's so many people that are trying to divide us along racial and ethnic lines. Um, those, um, Uh, The speech, the letter, both given in 1963, were game changers because it ended up um, spurring the passage of three major civil rights laws that ended systemic racism perpetrated by the government, and it created equal opportunity for people like me. And so when you look at uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, he was very successful with that civil rights uh, movement and a lot of it had to do be, to do with his appealing to our Judeo-Christian uh, traditions, our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence. He believed in the beloved community where people came together across party lines and race and religion. And uh, and so you know today, uh, uh, when we think about his birthday and his legacy, uh, we have to really focus on just how powerful he was and how inconvenient he is to the Democratic Party and those who push critical race theory because their goal is to divide us along any and every line, not just uh, racial lines and ethnic lines. They are also trying to divide heterosexuals against homosexuals and vice versa, versa. Uh, men against women, Uh, vaccinated people against unvaccinated people, go down, the list, it's all about division, pitting one group against another, and that grows out of conflict theory and uh, ultimately Marxism.
1: All right, so they, they are doing that across many spectrums, you're, you're right, but yet racism is the one thing I would argue back, it, it, to me it's their go-to argument on just about everything that ails us at, at the moment, that they can grab, it always comes back to race
2: Right. And they seem to. Why? why what? It's always been that go to. And right. it's because they're trying to cover their tracks. They are the party of racism. They are the party of white supremacy. They mm-hmm. are the party of segregation. Uh, they are the party of division. They mm-hmm. are the party that believes that racial and ethnic minorities are inferior to whites. And if you uh, have any doubts, just um, listen to them when they talk about CRT and how all white people are privileged because they have white skin, and uh, how all minorities are inferior because they are, are non-white, and, um, and how only white people can be racist, uh, and any white person, no matter how poor, is supposed to be superior uh, when it comes to advantages over any Black person, regardless of how rich. And so uh, they're trying to cover their tracks. That's what, what it's all about. But in the meantime, while we're focusing on critical race theory and race and uh, we are you know, pretty much uh, absorbed with that, they are doing things that are equally as dangerous through using critical queer theory uh, and critical feminist theory. They are indoctrinating our children using all of these critical theories that are rooted in Marxism. But race uh, is their go-to because they're trying to cover their own tracks.
1: What do you say? How do we get that letter in the jail that he wrote, as you say, in Birmingham and the speech itself? How do we get Democrat leaders to read that stuff?
2: (laughs) Uh, We keep talking about it. uh, And uh, on Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday and then we have Black History Month coming up, I think we keep going back to King and what he stood for. Mm. The political left, many of them would like to cancel him. They would like to erase him. His existence is inconvenient to them. And when they do um, uh, acknowledge him or try to embrace him, they wanna focus on uh, the radicalism that seemed to have been developing late in his life. But even there, he, he was always about helping people across racial and ethnic lines. I mean, it wasn't just about black people. He cared about Hispanics as well as poor whites. And, uh, and he believed in America and the American dream. He believed in the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. He tried to call us, you know, to a, a, our highest ideals. And, uh, and he appealed to the better angels among us. And consequently, he was successful.
1: When we talk about, uh, in, as a nation, when we talk about equal opportunity in America, what what does equal up op- really and truly here in 2022, Dr. Swain? What does equal opportunity really look like in America today?
2: Well, I mean, they have um, pretty much erased the notion of equal opportunity, where you um, practice non discrimination and you try to level the play playing field. Some But people have to get out, they have to work, they have to compete. You try to remove some of the barriers. Um, What they want is equity. Uh, They don't want people judged by the content of their character. They want people to be permanently advantaged because of some of their immutable characteristics. And they believe that racism is permanent and that Mm. um, Mm. all minorities are disadvantaged. And so their end game is, is one that's permanent they um, Affirmative action was something that was put into place, late 60s, 1970s. It was assumed at some point it would go away, but the political left would like to keep us divided forever. They would like to always hearken back to slavery and Jim Crow racism. And to keep that alive, they have to um, uh, d- dismiss and deny the progress we've made when it comes to racial uh, equity and uh, and racial justice, they have to ignore that we had a black president that was elected twice, and uh, you know several black attorney generals and blacks in high positions throughout the nation, black billionaires. They have to deny all of that because they have to keep uh, racism alive.
1: Yeah, you know when we. Look at the fact of that they are keeping racism alive. Uh, And I'm just wondering now, just when we look at this year here with the critical race theory coming about, as you say, voting rights, they're using that as an excuse to push through and nationalize elections by talking about the minority vote, that sort of thing. Um, How are we doing as the people here with exposing any of this. And I I really wonder that, you know, in a teeter-totter sort of thing with this, uh, it seems like sometimes we're making progress and then all of a sudden it feels like we're not because it's exposed again. And one thing I want to say, uh, Dr. Swain, is America, I look at it as like uh, racism is like a, um, I always equivalent it to uh, like pulling off a band aid where you pull off the scab and all and it hurts like hell. In other words, it's a, it's America's sore spot that the left tends to go back to, as you just said very eloquently, and keeping people back or holding people back uh, to be able to divide people, which they seem to be very successful at. The left does. They Are we, uh, is this being exposed? Are we making progress at all? What do you really see? Are people. Uh, Are they getting a memo on this?
2: I think black people are certainly awakening to the fact that the Democratic Democratic Party is not their friend. And so there has been a falling away from the Democratic Party. And it's been driven by a lot of blacks and Hispanics that realize that they're being used, that they've been lied to. And when many young people learn the real history of the two political parties, uh, first, they're kind of angry because they've been lied to Mm -hmm. and uh, many older people that I have spoken with and people that are my children's ages uh, they talk about their friends, you know, who are willing to admit that life was a lot better under Donald Trump than it is under Joe Biden. And I think that the Democrats, unless they find a way to cheat in this next election, and the election to follow, they will be out of power for the next 50 to 100 years because they have shown that they cannot handle power and that they are actually enemies uh, to our nation. And if you look at um, our agencies like the FBI, the Mm. Department of Justice, the NIH, uh, National Institute of Health, um, the CDC, all of those organizations have been politicized. They're run by cronies they have ties to foreign governments. Mm -hmm. And we know from uh, General Milley that treason means nothing in this country, that our country is even at the point where we don't even punish people for treason, yet we have political prisoners in Washington right now that are being charged, um, or not charged, some of them are being held in jail without charges because of January 6th. They are political prisoners. Our nation has become like a banana republic. I never thought I would see it in my lifetime, but I'm watching it and we either stand up now or we lose our nation and maybe we've already lost it.
1: Mm. Well, we, we question that a lot. And a lot of people have questioned that on the network here if we are already in that position. Um, you know, what you put out there is is so important, so strong, so passionate and a message uh when you see what democrat leaders are doing and i say well how do we get them to read any of this all right so when i talk about a reversal of dreams dr swain we say okay it's a reversal of dreams we talk about martin luther king's dream for this nation uh and you know just listening to us today how we hearken back to um I mean, the passion that MLK had and you can you just hear it in those words and the way they echo in in our minds. We all hear his voice. Isn't that funny how something can so been emblazoned uh, in our brains that we can, you know, we've heard MLK's speech and the way he delivered it. That dream, that that dream really at its core. Is it still alive today in America?
2: Well, I mean, it's struggling. But I can tell you it's alive through people like me and Ben Carson and just hundreds of thousands, I'm sure millions of people, of millions of people, and I mean millions, of different races and ethnicities that came from poverty, uh, that were able to overcome the circumstances of their birth, immigrants who came to this country with nothing. The American dream is alive, but the politi- political left doesn't want you to know that. And so how they're dangerous is they're not telling the current generation uh, the truth about opportunities in America. They would rather make them think that they live in an evil nation. And if you believe you live in an evil nation, you're not going to be willing to uh, sign up for the military and to go uh, die for a nation that's evil. You're not going to be willing to work hard if you believe that whatever you do Uh, won't make a difference, that it doesn't make a difference how hard I work because everything is stacked against me because of my race, my sex, my sexual orientation, uh, my religion. We can go down the list. Um, The political left would have you believe that there is no hope, no hope. Only the government can save you.
1: Mm. Mm. And that's the core of the argument right there, what you say. That's the agenda, in other words, and all of this stuff is a guise. Uh, to sort of get that agenda through, it seems. So in a midterm election here now, Doctor uh, Strain, 2022, you mentioned something interesting a moment ago, about 50 to 100 years, you said, that they would uh, probably not win another election if they don't steal it for a fraud or what have you. And, and the final thought I want to get from you here, when we talk about nationalizing elections and their push to try to do that, we we'll see Senators Manchin and the cinema uh, not willing to go along with the, the filibuster, uh, uh, destroying that. Um, so I'm guessing, I'm guessing, and and that they're aware of, I, I think they're probably aware of, uh, like you say, they can't handle the power. So they're probably aware they're slipping and sliding to look at the polls of the president, the vice president, and the party as a whole. Uh, you know, I've been talking for a couple of years now. this could be the end of the Democrat Party more so. It's funny how things can slide the other way real quickly or tilt and go over the edge. Are we at that tipping point right now in this crucial, crucial moment of time? And, you know, we've been talking for years, but 2022 right here, are are we at that kind of crucial point? And they know what they're doing. So I would suggest they're going to be as dangerous as they could possibly be between now and the end of the year, because I guess it's slipping and sliding from them. What's your final thoughts on that?
2: They are very dangerous and they don't lose well. Uh, We can only go back to 2016 when uh, they were caught by surprise by the uh, election of Donald Trump. Uh, They never gave up and they started fighting immediately after the election, uh, undermining our country. And that was the closest we have come to a political coup was the Democrats not accepting uh, the election of Trump. And so they're going to be dangerous over the next few months because they're desperate. Uh, They've had power. They've had an opportunity. And they see their own constituencies slipping away. They see uh, Biden, uh, Kamala's popularity, the Democratic Party itself, you know, with ratings that are sliding into the toilet. So they're going to be desperate. But we we must keep speaking and we should not be afraid.
1: Dr. Carol Swain, and wow, it has been a while. So good to hear her voice here. And she is on fire on the national airwaves, doing so much across our country. That uh, last book we just talked about, Black Eye for America, How Critical Race Theory is Burning Down the House, is available in the America Out Loud bookstore. And you'll catch it actually on the front page as you hear this on talk radio. Uh, Check that out as well. It's another very interesting book she has out. This is new. And just ahead, I'm going to have her back on, and we'll. This is going to be a really interesting conversation. And uh, this one, she does an audio as well, and we've got this in the bookstore as well, and on the front page. But it's uh, listen to this title: Countercultural Living: What Jesus Has to Say About Life, Marriage, Race, Gender, and Materialism. Wow, I mean that is a title. And that is a new book as well that uh, really, as she said to me during the pause there um, beforehand, that, uh, uh, you know, she hasn't even had a chance to really promote that book yet because she's been so busy with all of the national interviews and, of course, uh, on the Black Eye for America book, um, which also, by the way, is co-authored, and that is co-authored with uh, Dr. Christopher Shore. And uh, so that would explain, uh, she's got all these activities going on there. You know, she says some remarkable things there. And and when she talked about they won't win another election for the next 50, 100 years, my antenna went up right away. You know, that may be, but it also harpens back to what I've been telling you all for a while that they could be coming to the end of their existence. And and I don't say that to be a funny guy. And I know some of you say, well, that's not the case because they have the power. But at some point, you kind of burn out, you fizzle out. When people catch on to your schemes, that's something I want to talk to you more about. So, in other words, and you know, if, if you connect the dots with what Doctor Swain was talking about there, it makes a lot of sense. When your policies are are that uh, are, are that you know, um, atrocious to your own life when they, when they don't pan out in the way that they sell it, uh, and people know that they don't, then that's where they go to all of these divisions. Uh, and she had a whole litany of them as she said, they use it's everything. I mean, they use everything down the line that they can to divide people. They divide against gender and sex and, you know, your sexual orientation. Yeah. And your uh, your ethnicity and your wealth and your everything possibly at all is, you know, the, the left divides people. I mean, that's not at all Martin Luther King's dream there, is it? I mean, that is uh, definitely a reversal of dreams. And, and so, you know, exposing all that is key. I, you know, I ask her, are we making any progress? Well, you know, there are days we think we're not, but we have to believe we are we have to believe that more and more people are coming to the realization that Martin Luther King's dream is nowhere near the Democrat Party dream. They're two entirely separate things, people, for sure. And I think that's a message we need to continue to push out there for people to understand. You know, the truth should always prevail. Good should always prevail. Eventually, it comes out. You can't hide behind these uh, these deceits and these lies, atrocities that they continue to push forward. I mean, that can only work for a little bit, bit of time as you scare people, which is really what happens with the whole COVID uh, exercise here. As you put, you know, fear becomes uh, the, the talk of the town. And, and, you know, that's how they, again, seize the pot, which is like critical race theory in the schools and the indoctrination of the kids and all of that, which is, you know, the whole essence of Black Eye for America, It's an interesting title, too, because it is a black eye for America. You know, it's like everything they use against us is exactly what America stands for. As I say all the time, America is the melting pot. We are the picture of this. So what we're looking at right now is we're looking at a cancer in our nation. Look at it that way. And I'm I'm not speaking about the, the people we know in our lives that are still part of the Democrat Party who maybe haven't figured this out. And you know what else can we do? There are some that are so tied to it, it's like they're being drugged. Well, they've been indoctrinated in it, is what's happened. But those people, some people, we just can't reach. You know, I seen some messages the other day from some folks, uh, and I just really was sick. Uh, uh, The messages themselves, and they were in social media world somewhere, and they were really poking fun at the fact that. you know that, that the kind of people that we're talking to and having on the program so somehow they're the cancer or the evil, and that the Democrat Party is doing amazing things, and that somehow you know uh, Americans are lying about the economy and lying about you know COVID and the pandemic and everything that's going on in vaccines, and somehow they're lying about all that, and that uh, they really believe the message of the Democrat Party. So, the message there is you know, sometimes. We're not able to get through to people. Some people are so indoctrinated into it that they have clearly been brainwashed. I don't know if some of those people can ever be pulled back because you see the arguments, and they're uh, they're intellectually unhonest, and you see them there, but they're still buying into those theories that you know don't exist, Uh, and. They do. It's, it is remarkable when I see these things and I, I say to myself, you know, how do we ever get through to people like that? I'm not sure we can, you know, nothing is a hundred percent. Nothing's always inclusive. I mean, there are those who are going to fight against it. And, you know, they'll do that as you drag them kicking and screaming, you know, that's just the way they are. And it's, it's hard to fathom that sometimes, but it, but it is factual. Uh, but those are not the rule, people. Those are the exception. Okay? They're the exception to the rule. There are far more people, and surely in the Democrat Party, who understand the fight ahead here and know what we're dealing with, and they want to be part of this American dream, what it's really all about. So there's the division in our nation that we're dealing with. It was a division back there in 63 with Martin Luther King. And it's a division as clear as can be today in 2022. This is the fight of our lifetimes, I would suggest to you. It is the fight of our lifetimes. It is, it is that pivotal moment of a nation where it has to make some critical decisions for itself. And that's what America is faced with right now as we push through in some unprecedented times here in 2022 where we you know or uh, if if we don't bring those dreams back and if the democrat leadership is and and we really should say leadership they are not it's not the whole party it's not the people it is the marxist left and the democrat leadership that has woven that into their their policies and their their talking points their megaphone to our society you know we we have to change that pattern of behavior. And to do that, you know, it's one thing to talk about it all the time, but we, we've got to continue to show them the way and call them out every chance we can, that it is a black eye for America. And there is a better path forward. There's a better way to do things. And that's that's what we suggest here. That is our way here at America Out Loud. It's what we're about. We want to be inclusive. We want to include everybody to be part of that dream, to be part of what Martin Luther King's dream that we all get judged by the content of our character. You know, I often say to you, and I tell my son all the time, you know, character, character is a beautiful thing. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and, and, and as I was telling my son growing up, you know, you always say to me, why do you always say character, dad? I always use the word character always did. I said, well, I, I would say to him that you want to have good character, do the right thing. And he would say to me, why do you say that all the time? You know, this is when he was 12, 13, 14. He just turned 18, by the way. But that gives you an idea of how many years I've been saying it to him, you know? And I would say to him that character, good character is doing the right thing when nobody is looking. That's good character. You see? And so when we say the content of character we all need to do the right thing, surely when everybody's out of the room. So it's just us in there and then it's yourself and your conscience, right? I mean, think about that in its simplest form. That's the power. That's the power of the human mind right there. That's the, that's the human spirit that, that, uh, that I talk about in reference often. Content of character. Doing the right thing when nobody is looking. So you just don't do it to appease people for prosperity, to show off, to whatever. You do it because it's the right thing to do. That's the content of character that Martin Luther King would have was alluding to right there in that famous I have a dream speech. That's it right there. And so I would say to my son often that, you know, as as a kid growing up that, no, do the right thing. Have good character. I, I think you couldn't have a more fundamental lesson to teach this generation than that good character, you know, the content of our character. What is the content of our character as a nation? How would you assess that, right? Let's talk more about that content of character after the pause here. You know, a lot of us, I was thinking the other day, and I always reference to people to get out and walk and that sort of thing. And I don't want you to ever take that the wrong way. And I realize and recognize that some areas of the country and of the world are very cold or hot, uh, very hostile weather. And I apologize when I say that Just someone pointed that out to me recently. And hey, listen, I said, you know, Malcolm, you always say get on a walk three four miles but you know it's like you know 16 degrees here or something you know I mean I you know I I, I guess I never thought of that and that yeah, I'm not in that 16 degree weather and so I get it I get it and so you know it, I, it and I really reference being active and sometimes that's hard to do when the when the climate is against you or the geography uh is is against you a little bit. So for that, I apologize, I guess when I suggest that, I, I'm really referencing that we have an active lifestyle that we do something. So, you know another thing to do is uh, there are other ways to walk, I guess, within whatever you're uh, confined to, or your property your house or whatever it is, but uh, or being active or doing exercises again. And I love to get out because you're able to see you know the environment. And that has clarity of mind. I find that for me, I don't know about you, but I find that, uh, you know, I wonder how many of you think the same way I do, like, you know, the blue sky and the trees, that gives me clarity of mind, something about nature. I I can't explain it, but there's something about that that wipes away a lot of the uh, distractions, I guess. I love, and and, you know, oftentimes I walk with my wife, but I love even walking alone uh, because it gives me clarity. It gives me an opportunity to think in ways that is very difficult to do inside of four walls, I find. I don't know, does that make sense? So I, that's what I mean when I reference to get out and I'm referencing that clarity we're looking for, okay? So I wanna explain that to you when I suggest that it's clarity we're looking for to have, because you know when we all step back as people and we're able to really have the clarity in our minds, I believe we make better decisions I, you know, we're all busy in life and we run from one thing to the next to the next. And we don't often take the time to step back and really look at things at 30,000 feet. That's something I try to do often in my own life. I encourage you to do it in your life as well. When you do that, you'll have better clarity and you will absolutely be ready to make shopper decisions that will pay back and be positive for you in your life, whatever they may be. So maybe I'll start saying, let's have some clarity today, right? Whatever that means, could be a walk, could be exercising, could be clarity of thought, whatever that is. Let's all get some clarity of mind, cleanse the mind, cleanse the mind. Yeah. That's what we're looking for here. Cool. I, I think that helps me. I hope it helps you, helps all of us a little bit here. The other, we're talking about cleansing, the other thing you want to do, you know, and real fast here, Doctor Henry Ely always talks about uh, uh, fasting with your body, and this is this is good actually. This we're gonna uh, just ahead. I'm going to have a mind. We're going to do a program on fasting and really dive into that. I, I'm surely not an expert about it. I've done it. I've done a 72 hour fast. It's, it's not easy to do, but it's very doable. But you have to be your mind. You better have clarity of mind, and you have got to be focused on it. But uh, you know to do that through the several days there. Uh, well, you know, you you have to be uh, properly hydrated so you want to do your water and that stuff. And I believe, I don't know what he would say. I think you can still do coffee while you're doing that and what have you, but it's, it gives your body a chance to heal. But even shorter fasting, like I think a lot of times he'll fast for 12, 14 hours a day or longer periods on a daily basis, gives your system a chance to rebuild itself. Uh, there's something to this. We're, we're going to shine a light a little bit more on that. Maybe we're doing it wrong. You know, a lot of us grew up with the idea that we needed three meals. Remember that? You know, I mean, that's my mom and dad. She would make the, uh, the, the, the meals with the family. You know, I, I was just thinking as I was saying that to you, my mom would always make it. You know, it's, it's the comfort food, the comfort food, the, the mashed potatoes, corn. You know, that's a lot of stuff that I don't eat today because we had it a lot as a kid. You know meatloaf, that sort of thing, it's the comfort food, chicken, pot pie, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, probably why do, I don't eat mashed potatoes or corn today, probably uh, for those reasons. I had it a lot as a young guy, uh, but uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but I digress, right? <laughs> so, um, but uh, anyways, with all of that said, and our, our cells, I, I want to talk to you about healthy cell as well. You know, we are making tremendous progress out there, I have to tell you, because I get the correspondence and from people and the communications is remarkable. So I'm so pleased we're touching people's lives in the way that we are. Uh, you know, I had the CEO of Healthy Cell on my program like four years ago. It was through a PR firm. I didn't really know them at the time, but I had them on. We were doing a show on aging to be to be complete uh, clarity with you and complete honesty with you which is show an and the way we age is the health of our cells. And someone at the PR firm said, you really need to have this guy on, he'll talk about the aging, the way our cells age and how that looks. You know, I mean, that's really important. A lot of times people spend a lot of money on things to look good, whether it's creams or things or surgery or what have you for things to look good, but yet they never really think about the insides of their body. But the way we look on the outside it's exactly how we probably look on the inside, you know? So if we're mean and miserable and always frowning, it's probably how our inside feels as well. Well, surely it is. If you're lifting your spirits and you feel good and you're doing something good in life, you have content of character, then that's a different story, see? Then you feel good, it, it all translates in and out. But the healthier cells are so important. I started taking healthy cell four years back and probably one of the best decisions I ever made in my life, quite frankly. Truth be told, it is in fact that way. And it was after that interview with the CEO that I ended up back four years ago contacting the firm myself, said, you know, I just really, something special about this. And I, I want to invite you to uh, to come on the program. Uh, you He was already on the program, but to come on and uh, possibly we would uh, sponsor your products or talk about them, advertise them, but I, I think you're doing some great things out there. And he, he was willing to give us a shot at America Out Loud and he did that. Um, now at this point, we are impacted a lot of people's lives with Healthy Cell. And I love the company because they're very heartfelt people. They, they always do what's right. You know, you know how you, when you meet those kind of people, uh, you, you just know it. That's the kind of people I just find Healthy Cell, uh, that's the kind of people they are. And I've always had that feeling about them over the last many years. So I love their product line. They have the, uh, the multi-use. They have a, a gel form, nutraceuticals in gel. Comes in a little, little package. easier to travel with as well. A lot of people take it right out of the package. Or you mix it with water. You can mix it with yogurt. Probably mix it with ice cream if you want. Um, but not if you have ice cream in the morning, but you take this any time of the day, actually. I mix mine in a few ounces of water because I take other things with it. But uh, the multi every day is good. And then you have uh, also, uh, um, you have the AMPM PM product, which is in pill form. I want to identify that, but it's, oh, it's really good. You have the two in the morning, you take two in the evening, it's AMPM, PM. And it's all designed that way. So you get the best use of the product in your life, whether you're sleeping at night, it does certain things to you versus the morning where you want more energy. Uh, so the AMPM product, I really brag about that a lot. They have Focus, which helps us all with brain fog. Focus is, that's a uh, neutral it's gel form. So that you put in a little bit more. It's like an orange mandarin taste. It's really, really good. Uh, That one I really recommend, Focus. And a lot of people have trouble sleeping. REM sleep is very natural, what's in that. It just helps you lower your body temperature, do all the things at night. And it's not a drug or a med, but it's all natural. Uh, That's another one that uh, I I know a lot of people on the network love a lot, including Dr. McCullough always brags about REM sleep. A lot of us are running hard these days, and we need to take the time to rest and have our body properly rest, as you do out there as well. So anyways, take a look at their products. All our listeners get 20% off the first order. Uh, Just go to HealthyCell.com forward slash out loud. Uh, or click the banner ad uh, back at americaoutloud.com. I hope that helps you. I hope that gives you a jump in your life. There's a reason we have it here because as I always say, quality of life is vitally important. uh, And I want you to have the best quality of life you can possibly have as well. So anyways, check it out, folks. And if it's good for you, if I can answer any questions, you let me know. Now, we're going to take a quick pause. Uh, We'll be back in just a moment here. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation.
0: Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and
3: inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. If you find yourself always distracted or having trouble recalling information, you're likely to fall behind in the demanding, fast paced 21st century. In other words, brain performance is more critical now than ever. Boost your brain power with Healthy Cells Focus Plus Recall. Science-backed nootropics to sharpen focus, concentrate longer, enhance recall, improve mental speed, learn rapidly, and be more alert. It's a pill-free brain supplement made with maximum absorption technology, designed to feed our brains at the cellular level. Take it for a test drive. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Focus Plus recall. That's HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 20% off.
1: Surely, if you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. You can listen in on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all.
0: The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at dot com. .com. A reversal of
1: dreams. And what do I mean by that? Well, I I mean that all of the dreams and that big dream that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. put out there, it is clearly being reversed by the Marxist left. They don't want any of that dream to be the reality of what America looks like today. They're looking for a different America. And the problem with that is, as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. knew, that America was founded on the principle and this idea that we were all equal and we all would be judged by the content of our character. Skin color had nothing to do with it, no, no more than your sexual orientation, no more than your gender, no more than anything else or your wealth, Uh, Really, we shouldn't be judged by any of those things. We should be judged by the content of our character. And I was sharing with you the story I always use with my son about character. A real simple fundamental explanation I have for character. Doing the right thing when nobody's looking. It's all it takes, people. If you do that in your life every day, you do the right thing, whether anybody's looking or not, you'll have great character. And that translates all over your life. Whatever you're doing, that, that, has, that has rewards and ramifications that will impact your life in many, many ways over. It's most rewarding that way, if we all look at life that way. But a lot of this comes back to, again, the fundamental principle fight I talk to you about on a regular basis, and you know what that is. Yeah, it is the fight of good and evil. That's what we're talking about here. So when we talk about the Marxist laugh, and let's face it, Marxism is evil. That is Satan's playbook. That's what that is, people. So that's evil. And the fact that, you know, the Democrat Party that we knew of back then uh, has been taken over. They're possessed. They've been taken over by the Marxist left. That's why there's this fight, split, and divide in the party. You know, I've been speaking for years about potentially that party coming to an end. And I see it more and more now today than I ever have. And some people look at me and say, well, how can you say that when they have the power? Well, as Dr. Carol Swain was pointing out, they can't control or use the power in any way that's good for anybody. They've abused the power. And they've clearly shown that to the American people and the world at large. They've shown that too, right? So that would be why I say what I say. I think they are coming potentially to the end of uh, their um, existence. I mean, we could absolutely see that in our lifetimes. It's happened in other lifetimes. It's how the Republican Party became in existence was because the Whig Party. Uh, It's the same thing that happened back then. You had the wide awakes. Abraham Lincoln, we're talking. Uh, That's back in the 1860s. Uh, And that was a transformational moment of America where one political party dies out and it becomes something different. I think we could be on the precipice of that right now with the Democrat Party, because the Marxists have showed themselves. Their playbook is out there. You know, all of these things we rail against every day here, all of these things, you know, Dr. Swain was talking about the critical race theory and all of the things we we push back on, illegal immigration and racism and all this talk, policies, the theories that are no good for America. I mean, these are all a cancer to Our salvation, they're a cancer to what America stands for. They're not on the ideals of what America is. So the Marxist left, they're bent on reversing the dreams that Martin Luther King had for America. I mean, no one's going to be able to, you know, really discredit or tarnish Martin Luther King Jr.'s, his dreams for this nation. they're solid. They're solid. And although the left try to take credit for a lot of these things, as Dr. Swain said, and as many others say, they are clearly become the party of racism. They have been that way all the way through. The party of slavery, party of Jim Crow. We've seen it all. And yet they continue to point to patriots, to real Americans, to blame them for their woes when it's the direct opposite. So, this whole notion of reversal of dreams and the truth that needs to get out there across our great country, this is why it's so important right now. We that's why, well, that's why Dr. Swain is such an important figurehead in American politics today. Right? That's why exactly. Her voice is it's a, it's important and she she has character. She has, she knows what content of character means. She absolutely knows. And she doesn't. We, we know, you know, it comes with our reputation and our integrity. We don't ever want to sell that out. Uh, our character is most important. If We lose our character. We lose everything. There's really nothing left. So that's the argument. And the, that's right at the core of this intersection of difficulties we're having. And the pushing of critical race during the schools, the indoctrination of the kids, the racist, the constant bantering of the racist drums that come out from the left. Surely but surely, you're seeing more great black Americans become conservative in nature, patriots, loving our great country, and they're leaving the Democrat Party. They're leaving, as my friend uh, Reverend C.L. Bryant would say, they're leaving the Democrat Party, right? That's what's happening. And, and we're seeing more and more of those people leave that Democrat plantation. So that's another that's another uh, lesson in all of this that we're seeing, or a telltale sign that is indicating that th- the Democrat Party may very well implode. It is a reversal of dreams when we see that not only is the character not important to the Marxist left, all of the policies that uh, King marched for and stood for and s- spoke about and railed against and and supported american values was that you know we all deserve to have those jobs and we all deserve to have the freedom it wasn't about skin color and you know that speech i mean let's take a look at a few of the words that he used because i mean it doesn't you know and it's not like we need to look at, we need to wait for a special day to talk about King and the contribution to our country. It really has nothing to, I mean, really, we shouldn't have to wait for a birthday or an anniversary or something to be able to, because this is really dinnertime talk anytime. We could talk about policies that are effective and America ideals, what America is all about. That's why I love this more than anything is because it, It really breaks it down to what the ideals of America is all about. The fact of what I talked to you about, America being a nation of diversity, a nation of opinion, a nation of thought, and it's what we're built on. It's, It's our fabric. It's woven into our thought process. It's in our minds. It's in our every thoughts. It's who we are. You look at any great city and it's it's everything. It's white, black, brown, yellow. It's all the different colors of God's rainbow, of everybody he's made Up that's what life is. And everybody should be judged accordingly at the content of our character. skin color has nothing to do with it. Skin color doesn't move the meter forward, people. It's not about that. It is about the content of who we are as a people. It's about our honesty, our integrity, what we bring to the table of life. Uh, our contributions, if you will. You know, he, he said here in his speech, I have a dream that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. Well, that dream has come through. So when I asked Dr. Swain, you know, I said, well, is his dream still alive today? You know, and she was hesitant on some of that because she sees the destructive nature of the Marxist left, but it is alive today, people. Does I read that to you right now, and that's happening. Absolutely happening. Because I sit down with those people, I know, just as they sit down with me. He says, I have dreamed that one day, even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, hmm, which he knew firsthand, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into the oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That is the best line that comes out of that speech right there. Because it says so much. You know, I have a dream that one day down in Alabama, with this vicious racist, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right down in Alabama, little black boys and little black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and little white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. And that's that's happening. That is absolutely happening. Now. The indoctrination of critical race theory and what they're trying to do is you see it's, it's a reversal of that dream, what they're doing in the school systems uh, and what they've been doing. And this has been building for decades, people, a long time. But now we're finally starting to see because of maybe the spark was Virginia. I don't know that maybe that was that spark. I'm hoping that lit a torch under America, lit a flame for us to see the injustices and how egregious it is that they use critical race theory uh, to indoctrinate our kids and to control the education system in ways that they have no right to do. And then to tell parents, it's none of your business how we are going to teach our kids. Well, that was a moment in time in Virginia, wasn't it? You know, He says, I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and every mountain shall be made low. The the rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. I love that. Love that. What a what a I miss one of the best speeches ever written. This will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning. My country tis of thee. Sweet land of liberty of thee, I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride from every mountain side. Let freedom ring. Hmm. Let freedom ring. You know, the 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 dream is still alive. I I, I will argue and push that back. The dream is still here, people. And it's here by those Americans who understand the value of America and where we are today. Don't lose sight of that. We cannot give in to Marxism. We cannot give in to the Marxist left. Cannot do it. We have to fight back with every fiber of our body and take Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream and push it forward. Not allow the reversal of dreams to take place that have clearly taken place in the Marxist left using racism to divide people and uh, you know and they do that with every political argument that they possibly can because they have different policies and uh, different a different a different nation, a different America that they're looking for. It's a Marxist America. I mean all of their policies, socialism isn't even the word. They're communist in nature. it is Marxism 101. That's what the Marxist left is after for our nation. So I suggest to you today that Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream is alive and well, and we should not allow the Marxist left to reverse the dreams of MLK. It's time that America stands up and pushes back. And Martin Luther King Jr. knew that we were fighting evil in our nation back there in 1963 just as much as we're fighting it here in 2022. And the fight continues now, is what I would say to you. Big thank you here to Dr. Carol Swain, a reversal of dreams. Uh, Thank you, my fellow Americans, for being with me on the mission. Remember content of character as you move on with your day here. It's time to get involved and get loud.